Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Today, I'm super excited. We actually have something that's near and dear to my heart. The guys have a resource for every listener, and we're going to give you information on what I'm, we're going to start with information. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can download it and follow along if you'd like to. So I'll ask the guys in just a minute where you can find it. But this podcast is about 10 tips to help empower women investors. And as a father and a grandfather, I have a granddaughter and a daughter. This is so important. And and there's some reasons for that, right? The guys are introducing this topic because of the fact that every woman needs to have her own financial plan. And I, I firmly believe that. I know these guys believe it or they wouldn't have written it down. And there's a few different reasons. Women still earn less than men. There's a lot of reasons. We're not going to get into the politics of it today, but that's just a fact. Look at the data. That's how it works. We also know that women live longer, right? I don't know if it's just because the guys just quit or, or that women are stronger than we are. I can admit that. My wife is going to live way longer than I am. She's probably going to kill me but, you know, at the end of this podcast. We'll see. So that leads to women being single later in life uh, a lot of times. And they, we shouldn't have to, they shouldn't have to depend on men, right? If they've been in a relationship, there's planning that can be done that can help them with their own finances, with the finances that they earn as a household. The guys are going to be talking about the day. I'm really excited about that. And women are busier than men a lot of times. They're time starved in a lot of ways. There's many reasons for that too. Guys, uh, why did you want to do this podcast besides get me excited about it? This is uh, one of those that's pretty exciting. Uh, we did a seminar series on this a few years ago, and we got a great response. And I just think it's a big topic. Financial independence is usually the number one concern for women. And if you think about the older generation, the baby boom generation before that, it was pretty common for men to predom- predominantly take care of all the finances. Absolutely. Uh, but I think in today's age and with mortality rates and women living longer than men, and it's important that we have more of a unified front that both the man and the woman really take charge, really look at where they are, understand where they are, understand what, you know, how money works, the decisions we make with money and just be better prepared for the what ifs of the world. I mean, I think that if anything, 2020 taught you was anything can happen. And Mm -hmm. we've seen too many situations to where something happens to the man, he takes care of all the finances. And then next thing you know, at the woman staring in the twilight zone and just totally lost in what to do, where things are, what things and how they work, that it's just a very important topic. It's funny that you say that because I, I know that a lot of the families that I grew up around, my family included, my parents, it's the same in my household. The predominant person that took care of the regular bills and checkbook was the wife, and, but all the investing and all the investments were done primarily by the men because for the longest time, men have been the main wage earner of women, uh, many times taking time off of work to raise children, which is a beautiful thing, but that makes it tough if they're not part of that investment conversation, especially later in life when the investing is the biggest part because that's where the paycheck's coming from, Right. Yeah, and I, I just want to emphasize on two areas. Number one is that women are living longer. So if you're by the time you're age sixty-five, us men, 
the mortality age is going to be around 84, 80, 83, 84 years old, with a woman to be 88, 89. So they're definitely living longer. The second thing I would, I just want to touch on is that when you said women are time starved, I mean, that's so true. I mean, they're working, they, their wives, their mothers, their daughters, they take care of the aging parents and mm-hmm. responsibilities of kids or dis- disabled family members. I mean, there's a lot on their plate and it's amazing. I'm always fascinated. I think they're actually stronger than men, but it's very important that we have that a woman has her own financial plan because they really are focused on the family. Well, I'm not saying that men are not focused on the family, but my point is that having their own financial plan, knowing where everything is, being organized and simplifying that process, I think is so important because like Jeff said, they want to maintain their independence. And that's why we wanted to make sure we get this out. Well, let's dive into those 10 tips, guys. Where do we start? Okay, so yeah, number one, it's okay to keep money in separate names. And when I say that, there's different pots of money intended for different things. And it's okay that sometimes in the event that it is kept a little separate, I think one thing that we see more often than not is credit. Because the credit cards and and loans and things like that is predominantly in the husband's names, that if something happens to the husband, then the wife never established credit. So her ability to borrow money or purchase a future house, those things become important that having pots of money in each other's names and credit is just a very important piece to to pay attention to. All right. What's number two? I would say confronting your fears. I mean, is your are you controlling your money or is the money controlling you? Sometimes we're not asking the questions we want to ask. And I think creating an, an environment to where I always like to, and one of my expectations from people is to tell me what they're thinking because I can't read anybody's mind. And I think that having a relationship where you can really tell how you feel and tell what you're thinking and get that on the table and have that included in the game plan is so important. So I would say confront fears if there is any. Uh, and then, of course, share the decisions. I mean, sharing your decisions with someone else. I've been involved. My parents are deaf mutes. I've been involved in their lives speaking for them, and it helped me grow fast and learning about how money works. But I would say sharing the decisions would be number three. Okay. So th- those two really go together, and it sounds to me that's all about communication, right? And I think every husband and wife team or, or married couple, communication's a, a very good thing to work on all the time. I know it is in my relationships or my relationship. I don't want to say relationships because I'm only married to one woman. <laughs> I can get in trouble on this podcast, guys. You got to bail me out. But so communication, that that seems to be the theme of number two and number three. What would number four and, be? And if you don't mind, I want to add some sure. number three. What I love about looking at the big picture and pulling what's in out, meaning I think as a coach, uh, you pull what's in out. And sometimes when we have this dialogue about what you really want out of life, Sometimes we have the husband and wife look at each other and say, I didn't know you wanted that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really a fun process of really creating a safe place where people can really tell you how they really feel and where they want to go. And I've seen behaviors change when they realize that the actions that they're taking today is going to affect what's important to them tomorrow. Yeah. And any good relationship, you have to have good communication and you have to be on the same page. You got to be on the same page of what the goals are for the family, what we're trying to accomplish financially. Some 
common denominator of, of how and when and where money is spent because there's so much of those intangible things that you have to be a united front in order to accomplish the goals and take care of the things that are important. And if you think of every family, I mean, there's always a spender, there's always a saver, there's a risk taker, there's someone that's more conservative, and the opposites attract in relationships, and it's the same in finances. And having that checks and balances on each other, different perspectives, it's healthy when you're looking at finances and goals and more of that financial peace in someone's life. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number four. Yeah, number four, maintain access to all financial documents. I couldn't tell you how many times I see people come in, especially if something happens to the the father or whatever the case is, and it's just a stack of stuff. I mean, it's a stack of folders and insurance policies and investment contract or investment investment accounts and credit cards and just totally unorganized, not sure where things are, what's what, are we making good decisions, are we not just totally lost? So, you know, this piece, if anything else, is more of, all right, let's get everything organized, let's get everything simplified, let's know exactly where everything is, how it works. If something happens to me, who's the beneficiaries, where does it go, does it have to go through probate, can it avoid probate, and the more organized and simplified, then the better decisions we make with money, the easier it is if something were to happen to the husband or the wife, and just really overall the better decisions that are made. Yeah, and, you know, just to add to that, I would, we're talking about tax returns, insurance policies, brokerage statements, retirement plan statements, just in those documents, in, in the power of attorney for health care and finance and, and, and a living will, just getting all those things organized and making sure that, I don't know, there's something about a peace of mind, knowing what everything's at, but not just to each other, but also the next generation, because I think we covered a couple of podcast ago about how to talk to your parents. Well, some parents are tough to talk to, but having everything organized for the benefit of your kids, your grandkids will save a lot of time for uh, time and money for the next generation to uh, go through this process because we all will pass away at some time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's kind of written in stone. Literally, it'll be written in stone eventually that we've passed away. That's a great point. You hit home with me guys. And so I'm going to actually throw down a gauntlet to you. I was just going through this huge box of paperwork, and, and, and this is probably exactly the box you're alluding to, Jeff, or that people are bringing in. And I had a sales contract, some all sorts of paperwork. It was probably a good quarter inch thick from a car I bought in 2003, and it was a used car. So there's all sorts of all the I didn't need any of that stuff. I mean, it's been almost 20 years for crying out loud, but I throw that stuff in a box. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, would you be open to having the audience members if they're listening to this going, man, I got a big junk box full of paperwork too. I don't know what I'm supposed to keep. I don't know what I'm supposed to shred. I don't know what I should have on hand, how it should be organized. If they reach out to you, will you help them with that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. It's funny. We have clients that, that when we do get together, whether it's quarterly or semi-annual, they bring in a big folder. And a lot of times it's just, hey, what's important? What's relevant? What's important? What's relevant? What do we need to document? What do we need to update? And then going through a purging process is very, very important. All right. And well, you know, I would have to add one extra thing is when we're 
I have to say what I'm proud of. I mean, we have a vault that's easy to use and people have access to right there on their phone and or they can do it on their computer at home. But they have access to all their documents, their wills, their living wills, and everything is really organized. And even if you're going overseas and you're, you need a passport scanned and you happen to lose your passport, you have access to this vault and it really organizes all your tax returns, your your titles, your, your insurance policies, your auto, and it really when you're in control and you got everything organized, you can be more proactive and nice. there's a peace of mind there. And I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I didn't mean to derail the podcast there, guys, but listeners, now at the end of the podcast, we're going to give you some contact information for these guys. If you've got that big pile of papers like I did, call them up. They'll help you get organized and then take advantage of that technology, the vault. That's fantastic. All right, let's get back on track here. What's number five on your list here? Yeah, so number five, pay yourself first. If you got an IRA, Put money into it. If you've got a 401k at work, put money into it. We find all too often, I mean, life is busy, life is expensive, and it's tough to save money. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we all fall into the trap at times of we want to save money, but we typically make our income, take care of all of our bills, and then we try to save what's left. And I don't care if you make 50000 or 300000 At the end of the day, it always seems that there's no money left. Yep. <laughs> so if you can treat yourself as a bill and just adopt a philosophy of paying yourself first, then we're typically more consistent in saving money and investing for the future. As well as if you leave your job, look at the 401k, roll it to your own individual retirement account so you can maintain control. But it's important to really just stay on top of these things and pay yourself on a regular basis and make sure that you're saving for the things that are important to you in the future. Fantastic. All right, we're up to number six. Number six, uh, we would say when you choose a financial advisor, or you could say choose a financial advisor wisely, I think that people should interview two or three people and ask the tough questions. And I think the worst thing that can happen is you learn. And um, really, just don't be shy about asking the hard questions. Interview different people. Everybody in the marketplace calls themselves a financial advisor, whether you're an insurance agent, a stockbroker, a banker, um, an accountant. What services do you provide? And I think leaning towards a holistic approach, people understanding taxes, estate planning, insurance planning, retirement planning, the whole the big picture is the way to go. But but I think interviewing people, knowing kind of what to do. And your sixth sense. Women really have a, a strong sixth sense about people, and they'll know who, who to go with based on understanding their situation. And for those that are listening to this, if you look back and scroll through some of the previous podcasts, we did dedicate a whole show in questions to ask when considering working with a financial advisor. We've got a piece of that on the website, but it's it's a very important piece, very important questions to ask, things to look for, mistakes people make. So go back through that last podcast, the one that we did, find that one, listen to it, and you can always uh, get that piece off the website to help guide discussions mm-hmm. when you do interview a a potential financial advisor, or really even the one that you currently work with. It's it's an important piece to help guide some of those questions and discussion. Yeah, that was a fantastic podcast. And I remember one of the things that you guys brought up or what we spoke about was broker check, right? So that's a resource online that it's actually through FINRA. And if you're listening to this and you're considering advisors, you can go to broker check and, and research that advisor, put their information in there and find out are they on the up and up? Do they have any issues? It'll give you a bit of a report on them. So it's kind of some, like a background check for the broker. So yeah, please do that. 
I remember that from that podcast. That was a great tip. All right. That takes us to number seven, gentlemen. Yeah, number seven, put your plan in writing. It's important to have a, some kind of a formal written financial plan that's focused on now and the future. What it does is it just provides more of a framework. You're able to define your goals, shape decisions, and it takes a lot of the emotions out of investment decisions that we make. The fear, the greed. When we have events like we did this last year or, or many other times, it keeps that long-term perspective in front of us. It, the decisions that we make today isn't just about today. It's about the future that we want to have. And sometimes when we don't have those things, we tend to make too many knee-jerk reactions. And usually it's the wrong decisions at the wrong times because it's based off of fear or greed or something short-term and not necessarily what we're in it for the long run. Got it. Yeah, that, no, that makes perfect sense. Again, things that get written down, more often they get done, right? So that, that's a great tip. All right, number eight. Number eight to me, of course, having a backup plan is so crucial because you're going to have marriages, you're going to have divorces, you're going to have widowhood. That could possibly happen. But the bottom line is these events could derail your goals. Having a financial plan to address those unexpected moves, that way you're not paralyzed because no action is action. And sometimes people have a life event and they just don't know which way to go. And people, one thing about women that I have found is they don't want to be a burden on their kids. They want to maintain their independence, which is very important to them. And like Jeff said, you plan now and for later because you're in the best health of your life. You don't even know if you're going to be here later. So there is a balance of doing both. And I think having a backup plan is so important. Yeah, absolutely. We're really getting close to the end, guys. We're on number nine. What is that? Number nine, understand what you own. Even though some folks work with financial advisors, you need to know and make sense of what you're doing. What do you mean you don't know how this works? What do you mean you don't know what you're invested in? What do you mean you don't know all these things and decisions we make with money, how they, how things work, how it ties into your goals, what you're trying to accomplish. It's not that we expect people to understand every nuance, but to some degree, you have to know what you own. You got to know how it works. You got to know how it ties into your goals, some understanding of the big picture, because those things, it's your money and it's your life. And there's a saying that I heard a long time ago that it's okay to trust, but every so often it's important to verify. I can't tell you how many stories of people buying investments, buying vehicles, taking on risks that they never knew that they were taking on because they didn't know. They didn't know to ask. They didn't want to ask. It's okay to trust, but it is important to verify as well. And one more thing, educate yourself on expenses and fees. Find out how your investments are perform performing against the market. Find out exactly how fees and expenses are derived. Understand what you're paying for and how it works, because I think the better understanding that you have, the better decisions that you make for yourself and your family. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we are wrapping up this podcast. It's been great information so far for empowering women. I'm going to be encouraging my daughter to listen to this because she's just starting out. She's 21 and, and she's got her first start, right? But these are things that she needs to know. So now we're on number 10. What is number 10? Number 10 is a plan for your family's future. So, and what I mean by that is you're either going to be here when, by the time you're 65, 75, 85, 95 or not. 
And if you're not here, then what do you want to have happen to everything that you worked hard for or your husband worked hard for or whoever, how the family money came about? How do you pass it on to the next generation in the most tax-efficient way, in a most efficient way that you don't really spoil the next generation? Because a lot of times the, where the money's made, it, it was through hard work and, and um, through life lessons. And I think that's what you, that's really the true value to the next generation. So having an estate plan, and sometimes you might have three, if you have three kids or what, a child A can remember a couple, Several podcasts ago, we talked about 70% of the public don't even have a will. And remember that number and remember the next number. That's 90% of all inheritances are gone within 18 months. So knowing those two facts, getting your estate plan together for your family's future should be part of the overall financial plan. Got it. Jeff, anything to add to that? No, I love it. It's just important to be as proactive as possible. Call timeout. Visit with your financial advisor, visit with two or three different financial advisors and uh, create a plan that you understand that encompasses uh, the things that are important to you, your goals, objectives, things that you want to accomplish in life and make sure you get it on paper. So that way you can make better decisions and those decisions that you find that it's not the money that's important. It's just the reality of the impact that money has on the things that are important that we want out of life. So. Call time out, get it done. And if you need help, you can call us at the office at 903-533-8585 or visit our website, www.felicianofinancial.com. Jose, did you have something to add? Yeah, I do. I, I have found a lot of women really encourage the men to have a game plan because sometimes men are out there, they can handle everything on their own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I can't emphasize more, and I'll do it every time, is that establish a relationship with somebody that both of you can work with in case one of you are not around. That'll give you the confidence to take the steps and just not live out of fear. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds to me like you may, may be saying that men can be a little stubborn, uh, Jose, and I, I have <laughs> to agree with that. <laughs> That's a fact. Absolutely. And now we did promise them this resource, and I'm, I'm going to remind the audience, this isn't just for you. If you have a woman in your life that you love and respect and you want to have these tips, these are great things for them to, to know. Go to the website, download it, give it to them, send them the link, whatever you need to do, because these guys are serious. It's very important to them. They have a ton of women in their life that they care about and love and respect, and they want to do best by them. And that's why they put these things together. Guys, where do they get this resource? Well, they can go to our website uh, at www.felicianofinancial.com, and we'll have this uh, available. Or they can call the toll-free number 1-800-436-1213. That's if you're outside of Texas. And, uh, of course, locally, it's 903-533-8585. And, and we'll just take it from there. But I really believe it'll be very helpful. And the goal is to give you confidence so you can move forward in your life. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, it was a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. It's always enjoyable to share. Thank you very much. Thank you. And, of course, our last thank you goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it will show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And that's another great way to get this into the hands of a young woman that, that you want to have hear this information. 
Uh, again, very empowering, and we love it. We love to share it. Thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.